everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant, attorney, and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. My passion for football, high achievement, and pushing boundaries has helped me to get into rooms with pro athletes and power players and to move the ball in multiple male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using the same Move the Ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands, their careers, and creating opportunities. Join me in conversations that will elevate your career, differentiate your hustle, and accelerate you crossing the goal line. Get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hello, and thanks for joining me today. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. Real quickly, if you haven't already done so, be sure that you follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers too. You're about to hear my conversation with Corey Fuller, who is currently the Director of Football Relations at Florida State University. Corey played football at FSU, was a member of their 1993 National Championship team, and he was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the second round of the 1995 NFL Draft. Following his tenure NFL career, Corey has been a successful coach both at the high school and collegiate levels. Have a listen to this episode. Coach Fuller, it is great to have you on the show today and inside the huddle with us. How are you? Inside the huddle is great to be on here. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about having you on the show for a little while, so I'm glad that we are making it happen, and I am looking forward to our conversation. So the first question I got to ask you, Coach, is are you ready to move the ball? I'm trying to move the ball every day in my own life, in my kid's life, in my family structure. I'm trying to move the ball every day. So I'm absolute. I stay ready to move the ball in these young men lives that I work with daily. Awesome. I love it. And one thing that's, you know, you and I have been connected for a while now, and you've got such positive energy. I love the messages that you're putting out there to just really inspire others and make a difference and share that positive energy and have a positive impact. So my first question for you, Corey, is what makes you tick? Like what drives you every morning? What drives me is some I've been driven by for a long time to always be different. I come up in a situation where the environment was not really the best. I grew up in the projects and my mother was a single mother and I was driven by being different, trying to leave a legacy that little kids and other people can look and see that guy did it. I can do it. I love it. And something else that I like to ask guests who have been or and are in the football space. I fell in love with the game of football at four years old. And there were so many lessons that I've learned from the game to help me to be successful in everything that I've done in my career. And so when you look at what football has taught you, I have a lot of folks on the show, they'll talk about like the hard work, the discipline, and those things. Those are kind of a given. But if you look at other different things that have helped shape you into who you are, the lessons you've taken from the game. What are some of those? No matter how hard your roughest day is, if you get knocked down, you can get back up. Football has shown me through injuries, through heat, through the persistence of a coach talking to you and berating you. It has shown me how to be tougher and block out the noise. Oh, I love those great lessons for sure. Now, Corey, you've had a remarkable collegiate career as well as a professional playing in the NFL, being part of Florida State's first national championship, 
team back in 1993 and then playing in the NFL for 10 seasons. Can you share, as you look back on your career, some key lessons or experiences from your time as a player that have had a lasting impact on your approach to coaching as well as to mentoring athletes today? Everything I try to do that's shaped around the game that I've been involved with since I've been five plus years old, and now I'm 52, been involved with the direction, the leadership that coaches gave me, the will, the fortitude to want to be different and be great. That's my mindset. That's my motto. That's how my life is shaped right now. Coming to Florida State, winning this championship, the lesson we learned was that don't give up. See, I was a part of wide right, wide left before we got to a national championship. So I've seen it all unfolded or kick. The kick was the climax of it unfolding, but the way we played down the stretch in some of those games that led up to those missed field goals was really what led us to getting beat. We shouldn't have been in those situations, but then when you see it from the other side, and I got injured on the course of us going to win a national championship, so I didn't actually play in the game. I had a significant injury, and the lesson I learned was no matter how dark it is, there was silver lining inside of the dark cloud. And I had to find myself through that dark cloud because it was my last year. I had blew out my knee, and I didn't want to go back to where I came from without my dream being fulfilled or playing in the NFL. Love it. And as you know, I mean, being an elite player doesn't just happen. You don't just develop skills on the field to do that. There's other things, the weight room, the film room, being on the sideline. You also pick up so much even when you're not playing in a game. And so how did that injury help to shape you into who you are and the player you became as you look to excel in the NFL? It taught me how to dig deeper. I was digging for one thing. didn't realize I had more digging to do when I blew out my knee, because honestly, in the 90s, when you blow your ACL and your medial collateral, they thought your career was over with. So I didn't just get hurt in college. I played the next 10 years on that same injured knee that's still great to this day. You find out characters, you find out uh, will, you find toughness all inside, wrapped up inside of you when you get knocked down on your back. We have a saying in the program, of the, if a man is to fall, if a man can look up, he can get up. So I've always had that model inside of me, and I always feel like no matter what the situation is, look up and get up. I like that. That's a great motto to have. So let's talk about your transition from playing at Florida State to the NFL. You were drafted in the second round. What was it like, that experience going from college to pro, and what were some of the biggest eye-opening things that you picked up upon during your rookie season? At first, I didn't start, so that was that was different. First couple of games when the guy in front of me actually broke his toe and he never played another down at cornerback for the Vikings after he got well. The transition was going from a game that is fun and exciting with fans into the business. And I think a lot of players and grown-ups don't realize this, that there's 99.9% of the kids that play college football in America or in the world would never play on the NFL field. They don't know how serious it is and how hard it is to be a pro. It looks like it's so easy because of social media, because of you can Google somebody's house, you can see how they live and all that. But that's a farce. This stuff is old school belief and a lot of work. Your skill set is developed from God and from your parents. Whatever God deemed you to be athletic-wise, that's what it's at. Now, some people try to go enhance it. 
with things. But at the end of the day, you got to look in that mirror and look at your parents. That's where the DNA come from for the gift that you have. For sure. And as you look back, you work with a lot of kids now that many of them do get the opportunity to go play in the NFL. And what are some of the things that you tell those young men as they're beginning their transition? I talk to them about the real issues of life, the real issues of being in that situation. And it's enhanced a lot more in college because of the NIL, but it is a real message of belief. The kids, the one thing they do know, their coach play teams and NFL, they chasing the dream that I had. So I know the dream all too well. So I just try to teach it from life experience. This is for people that listen to your podcast show. One thing about when you're in a hole, the only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. So once you start the process of digging a hole, when you step in the hole and you continue to dig, you continue to go down. And most people don't even realize they're in a hole that they can get out of at the beginning, but they dig. They feel so deep, it's almost humanly impossible to get out of it. By trouble, by alcohol, by drugs, by women. There's just so many things that connect to that hole that can make you not get out of it. So you had a 10-year career in the NFL. As you look back upon that decade of playing professional football, what were some of the highlights for you? Some of your highlights come at the same time as your low life. Being 15-1, and one, but losing the game to go to the Super Bowl, ultimate high and ultimate low in the same football season. Just the relationship that I built, the camaraderie, the team, the players, the coaches, the organization. Like, when you dream, you're asleep or you're daydreaming. But you have to activate that. You have to get up. You have to physically go put a plan together and chase it. So those were the highs. Chasing the dream and then grabbing hold to it and then resetting dreams. And then were there anybody that kind of, as you were growing in your career, kind of took you under their wing? Because obviously it's important to have mentors and people that impart their wisdom to you. That only happened in the first stop for me. The Vikings drafted me in the second round, like you said. Chris Carter, Jake Reed, Randy Malt, me, um, Randall, John Randall was great mentors for me. Guys that took me up under their wing because I was strong-headed coming out of Florida State. I only lost six games in college. So losing was not part of my resume. And college is, is so intimate. The pros is such a business. And Chris told me this, Carter, if you leave the NFL with five friends, you'd be doing good. And he told the truth. And so I have friends at every stop I played at. I went from being a mentee to being a mentor at my last two stops. I still talk to guys that I played with at all three organizations. It's back to what you're saying. It's all part of the high relationship. It's part of the high. Absolutely. I've lived a life that I never thought I'd live in my life. I've seen things that I never thought I would see coming from where I come from. And it's through the game of football. But I would say this because you talk to your audience, probably more sports people. Football. It changed me. It didn't save me. Teachers, coaches, middle school, cafeteria workers, they spoke into me, and that's what helped save me. So for all young kids that listen to me, don't think the game is going to save you. It's the people that's connected to the game if they're doing it right. That's what's going to save you. The game is going to change you. The discipline, structure, commitment, always represent something. That's what's going to change. Now, the NFL is known for it being a business, as you mentioned earlier, and it's also its competitiveness. Can you share some of the challenges that you had faced during your NFL career and how you overcame that? Because all through life, no matter what your profession is, you're going to have challenges and adversity that you have to overcome. So how did you move the ball and get through that? 
the only challenge I really had in the NFL was when I took a major pay cut and stayed with the Browns and had my best statistical year as an NFL guy, but I was 31. At the time, I didn't realize that because I was still playing at a high level, and they cut me after we went to the playoffs with the Browns. But I always knew from the word go that the NFL is strictly business. It's even more business when you retire because they don't want to give you no benefits and all that stuff. NFL has been good to me. I was good to it. I don't follow the game like I probably should. I don't go to meetings. I don't go to Super Bowls and all that stuff. I left it where it was at in the NFL because I gave it all I had. And so let's talk about your transition. So the time has come. You're hanging up those NFL cleats. And so how prepared were you for the next chapter? Nobody's prepared to move a multi-$100,000 million job. There's no preparing for that. I actually went dormant for about a year and a half, two years, mentally, spiritually. I just, I was lost without the game of football. I walked in the locker room over 30 years. And so I didn't know what to do with myself. And then I started, I went back to the root. I went back to the peewee games, the parks I played in, and watched little kids play. And then I got into volunteering at my high school. And before you know it, I'm all back in the game as a coach. After that, the Bible said, be faithful with a few things. I'll make you rule over many. And also said in the scripture, don't despise small beginnings. So I was working jobs that nobody would take and was winning at an alarming rate. Got to two final fours, lost both games to the same high school, won in overtime when I thought it was our year. Never have had an elite quarterback. I've always won through the game, through toughness, discipline, structure, and belief. And so I always remember to what I just said, don't despise small beginnings. So Coach Norville had to see me from a distance because he didn't know me. And he hired me. It's all because of what I've done. I've always been taught, don't chase the money, chase the opportunity and the money will come. For sure. And when you look at your time as a coach versus being a player, what are some of the differences in terms of leadership and how you interact with people? I interact the same way when I was a player as a leader. And so I'm, I'm no different in the role that I'm in. I have to pick and choose my battles because I'm not the head coach and I'm not a physical coach on the field. Now, I haven't blown a whistle in two years. I blow one two weeks ago at church. I had to speak at a church and I blowed the whistle because everybody calls me coach now. My interaction is totally different than everybody else in action with the young man. And so in your current role, you are Florida State's Director of Football Relations. So tell us a little bit more about what are some of the things that you're responsible for and the impact that you get to make on these young men's lives. Well, I, I go to class. Like today, I want to check the dorms and check rooms. I go to class to make sure they go going to class on time. I sit in study hall on one day of the week. From relationships, I'm, I am a big glorified with a lot of experience Life coach, to make a long story short, because like I told you earlier in this, I know they dream better than they know it. I know what it takes to get there. I know how to get there. Now, do you want what I got? Love it. And so what are some of the things that some of the programs that you guys have at Florida State to help young men be successful? It's what you mentioned earlier is not everybody is going to go to the NFL. It's a very, very small percentage. So part of a university is also preparing for the other young men to be pros at life in whatever else it is that they're looking to do. So what are some of the great things that you guys have in place to help men to be successful beyond the game? We have a lot of things in place. We have 
financial seminars for them. We have people come in and talk about life. We have mental counselors come in and talk with them. We have connection with business people in this North Florida area. We do a lot to put them in position for life after football. But no matter what position you put them in, they have to receive it. Then they have to go achieve it. We don't just check all boxes here. We actively push them into these opportunities because football will end. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, football, no matter how long you play in the league, as you know, I mean, there's plenty of life afterwards to have that next career. So you want to make sure that people are equipped and enabled for success beyond football. So, Corey, something else that you're doing, I mean, I see you on social media a lot. You're putting out positive messages. You're doing speaking. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I just I decided in the end of 23 that I'm going to do more in 24 to reach people, help them. And through my life and through my experiences, no matter what sector they're in, the business world, to the church, to the prison, to the schools, the Fortune 500 company business, God has given me an awesome platform. God has given me an awesome story. God has given me some real life experiences that people can use to help them go. If they're at the top of the chart or the bottom of the chart, I will help push you to the next level through my journey that we call life. And as someone who does a lot of speaking myself, like everyone who does speaking, we have their themes and the messages that we're trying to convey to the audience. What are some of the things that you focus on when you do your speaking? I used to just speak from my heart, but now I'll start. I speak on the objective, the plan, the follow-up. And when you take all those things and put them together, how do you get there? I speak on encouraging when you're in the leadership role. Be a servant. I speak on a variety of things because I've had a lot of hat to be a young 52. I speak of loss of loved ones. I speak of overcoming. There's so many things that I can touch on with my life alone. And like it's real and it's organic. And it's not made up. That's one thing about me. When I leave, they can go Wikipedia me and it's all in there. I've had some great, great experiences. I've had some low, low, low experiences, but it all made me who the man I am today. I speak on the, the blended family to having young superstar athletes. I can touch on all of them. And something that I like to talk about on this podcast is the parallels between football and sports to business and to life. And so when you look at leadership lessons that you've learned from your playing days and your coaching career, which ones do you believe are universally applicable to sports as well as business and life? No matter what position you need, if you're at the top of the tool chain, at the bottom of it, you can go to another level. What sports did, it taught me how to dig deeper. What life did, it taught me how not to give up. So in business or in sports, if you're at the top, you need to work like you're at the bottom. And you're at the bottom, you need to work like you're at the top. So you never get complacent and you're always on the move, like move the ball. And so that is a big thing that I try to emphasize when I speak to leaders and to the workers or to the students. Move the needle by the way you move. If you're moving with wrong crowd, if you're moving in a mind, I'm not grateful. If you're moving and complacent, nobody is moving. The ball is still standing right there at the 10-yard line. We need the ball to go downfield. So we need your attitude to be right. We need your role to be embraced. A lot of times people are so ungrateful for no matter what they're at on the pole, and they get complacent because 
they don't respect the pole. Hmm, I like that. Now, something else that's important is the, as you know, Corey, is the ability to adjust and adapt. And you've played for multiple NFL teams as someone who has been around the world of football for a long time. You know that importance of making those adjustments and adapting. So how did you, when you played for multiple NFL teams, how did you adapt to different teams' dynamics or coaching styles, the culture? And then as people are looking to adjust and adapt in their own life, can you give us some nuggets on how to successfully do that? When you're a leader, you make people adapt to you. When you're a follower, you adapt to the code of the leader. Most people don't know how to adapt to a new situation or to bad situation or to great situation because they're afraid to be them. When I left Minnesota, I went with me to Cleveland. Well, I took what was in Minnesota with me to Cleveland. I didn't change Corey to Cleveland, Corey to Baltimore. I studied Corey in all three stops, and then all of it worked out for me. But I was a loving teammate, a positive teammate, a hardworking teammate. So when you that, you it's easy to adapt. But when you come in up under some fictitious weight, mind, heart, or relationship, it's hard to adapt. And so as an athlete, as a professional athlete, you earn that. You don't, nothing in that is given. You have to earn that right to be on a field on Sunday. You have to earn that right to be in a jury at Florida State on Saturday. I earned the right to be one of the greatest players out of my high school. That's why my jury is retired there. Monday through Thursday and on Friday night. So adapting was very easy for me because I've always been me. And long as you be you and be true, it will work out. Love it. Something else I like to do on the show. So as you know, when you're on the football field, it's very important to manage the game clock effectively, to move the ball, to win the game, et cetera. In life, it's also important for us to manage the 24-hour game clock that we've been given so that we can focus on the right things to be productive, to be effective, to get us across our personal goal line. And so when you look at things that you do each and every day to help you to be productive, can you share with us some of those things that other people might want to think about implementing so that they can be more productive and continue to get to that next level? It sounds cliche. I get up at the same time pretty much every morning, regardless of what. It's a blessing to get up. We've been touched by our angel when you get up. God has granted you this day. I do the same. I pretty much take the same routine. I did the same thing when I got up. I've never not been Corey. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Never had a smoke. Never had a drink. I've always been me. So being me is really, really different. I partied and all that stuff, but I didn't party. Like people party, then they party, party. I didn't party, party because I was always me. What I've been consistent of doing is being me to the fullest. And I think that is the greatest advice I can give someone. Be you to the fullest. And if that ain't good enough, you can take that up with God. And then in your role and prior role, so you've gotten to work with a wide variety of coaches, experienced veterans in the coaching space, younger coaches. What advice would you have for younger people who are looking to make an impact in the world of sports? Go take the bad job in a high school to make sure this is what you want to do. Like I've said already, don't chase the money, chase the opportunity and the money will come. So many people want to get off the couch and be coaching at Florida State. That's humanly impossible. And no matter what relationship you got, you might come in at an entry-level position if you have the right relationship, but can you appreciate it? 
Do you understand it? And how long will you keep it? Or go whatever field you're in, whatever sport you're in, and you want to become a coach, go take a job at a bad high school. Not bad people, but they've never won. They don't have very many resources. You need to really see if you really love what you're really talking about. Or are you just chasing the check? And you bring up a great point. I mean, it, those types of environments will test you. They're going to challenge you. And it's going to test your commitment to it because not everything is hunky-dory, rainbows and unicorns. You got to figure things out. And it's going to make you push yourself. And it's going to challenge you to see, is this something that I really want to do or not? It's one thing to lead yourself and be successful. It's another thing to be a leader. And we don't determine leaders anymore by looking behind them and see who's following them. A great leader can look behind them and see people follow them. We have a lot of people with titles. Their leadership is going nowhere, so the people are going nowhere. Make sure to all listeners and viewers, if you decide to follow somebody, make sure you have a path in that following that includes you to get to where you want to go at. And with that said, I have to get back to work. Well, we are so glad that you could join us today, Coach Fuller. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a true pleasure and wish you much continued success there at Florida State and everything that you're doing. I know you're going to continue to bring positive energy into the space. And I love keeping up with what you're doing. Lastly, let people know, where can they keep up with you on social media and follow you on your journey? The easiest thing to do is just Google my name, Corey B. Fuller. And all my sites will come up. IG, Corey Fuller, 24. Corey Fuller, number four on Twitter. Corey Boucher Fuller on TikTok. And on Facebook, it's Boucher Corey Fuller. My middle name is my first name on there. But at the end of the day, to all of you viewers and listeners, if you're not moving the ball, you're not moving. and You have no chance to win on the field or off the field. Take those nuggets and use them in your life your opportunity to have a great life. I just was a boy with a dream of no means that turned and hit it big through hard work, commitment, and dedication. I love it. Great words of advice for everyone. And I know you're going to continue to do great things there at Florida State. And if you see Coach Pat Sertan Sr. over there, he was on the show a couple of seasons ago. Love Coach Pat too. Tell him we said hello and Looking forward to seeing your continued success. Thank you so much again, Corey. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. If you like today's show, make sure that you hit that follow button if you haven't already done so. And also share the show with a few friends too. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you found this episode to be helpful, do me a favor, leave me a review and also share the show with a few friends too. Next, if you're looking to take your career to that next level, unlocking the path to executive heights and high income opportunities, go to www.thenextfirstdown.com and join the newsletter. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you accelerate your career today, not tomorrow, not next week, today. As always, I'm here to be in your corner and help you to move the ball. Until next time.